Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Once again, we want to thank everyone for uh, being, um, you know, an audience member. Um, you know, on a weekly basis, we we get to, you know, we see that you are listening and you are commenting and asking questions, and we appreciate that. And as promised, we are starting this new year with a new series calling New Year Promises. Uh, new Year Promises. Uh, basically, we know that we make these promises to ourselves. Now, we have four guests for the rest of this month that will uh, share with us some of the promises they've made to themselves and how they plan on keeping those promises. Now, our first guest for this series, it goes by the name of uh, Jenna Green. Jenna Green is, um, she has been on this podcast before and we had a great time. And of course, with this new year, we had to bring her in. Jenna, welcome to our podcast once again. Floor is yours. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. It's great to be back. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Share with us a little bit. I know Pete just shared with um, our audience um, what uh, the next few episodes is going to be about and what we're discussing. And so with you being our guest, first, we want to thank you. But um, just dive in a little bit. The last time we saw you, um, you shared a little bit about um, success, even through... Um, um, challenges physically, um, but just share with our guests that haven't heard from you, Jen, um, just a little bit about um, how things have been, how are you, you know, how have you been, and what are some things that you've been working on since you've last been on It's Worth Living? Sure thing. Well, it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone could probably agree. It's been a lot in the last year or so. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm actually doing better than ever uh, mentally mm -hmm. and physically, which is um, such a blessing that I'm very grateful for. Um, mm -hmm. And it's because I've been doing a lot of really great work um, that I pre previously didn't even realize how impactful it could be um, working through kind of my subconscious programming and those um, limiting beliefs that often we create for ourselves in childhood. Um, and I, I had a wonderful childhood. My, my family is great. Um, it was in by no means traumatic um, by the regular definitions, but there are still subconscious programming beliefs that affect us as grown adults nearly 40 years later that you could have picked up on the playground or as a two-year-old when someone stole, kept telling you to stop crying. Um, you know, you think, well, crying is bad emotions upset my primary caregiver. Um, so I, I can't show emotion. It's not safe for me to show emotion or, you know, it's not safe for me to be so loud because the other kids make fun of me or, um, you know, different, different things that may, may have come up in childhood or, you know, say, um, if you're given a chronic illness diagnosis, which we discussed last time I was on the the podcast and um, mm -hmm. I probably used very different language with the diagnosis then than I do now. So now I'll tell you that I received a multiple sclerosis diagnosis about eight mm -hmm. years ago now, whereas before 
I was using language where I was owning it, where it was a part of me and it had become a part of me. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or, or bad in any way because it did and can still affect my daily life and every part of my life. But now I don't see it as something that I have to work against. I'm looking mm -hmm with my body and I don't see it as something that's become a part of me and my health is better than ever um which is is wonderful and you know I'm not saying that changing my mindset will uh, has automatically changed my life and my health for the better I didn't just wake up one day and do that but keeping these promises and commitments to myself to work on simple things like changing my language, the language mm -hmm. that I use for the diagnosis or for the experiences that I've had. Being mindful of how I'm behaving or altering my behavior and why I'm doing it has mm -hmm. um, been a promise that I've been keeping to myself. Being mindful of what, um, what I'm putting into my body, what I'm surrounding myself with who I'm surrounding myself with and how those different things affect me. And those are promises that I've started to keep to myself and really boundaries that I've started to create. And I've realized that there's no such thing as balance. There's just boundaries and boundaries are really the ultimate form of self care. And honestly, sometimes the hardest promises you can keep to yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly. And we commend you. You know, one of the things that stood out to me is what you shared earlier as far as before, um, you know, what the diagnosis that you, you um, that the doctors had mentioned, you accepted it. You made it yours. And now you, you've changed that and you're no longer accepting it. And and so so one of the things that you shared and I, and I think for, for many of our listeners listening is um, it is a mindset. If we're able to make some changes with the way that we think about things, especially if someone is sharing something, whether we're going to the doctor or whether we're receiving information that might not be something that we were ready to hear, um, if we know that it is not who we are, um, there is a way that we can move about it. Even though we, we hear what's being said, but if we know that we are not tied with it, there's a way that we can stop it and say, you know what? I heard what this information, I heard what you shared, but I'm not going to receive it in that manner. And uh, so we, I appreciate you. Um, and also in the direction, in the journey that you're in. And um, I look forward to hearing um, many more um, success stories along the way with you, Jen. And I'm sure you are continually motivating other um, um, people um, that may be in a rut or they just don't know um, which direction to take, um, how to move forward. But I'm sure hearing your testimony and hearing um, how you're moving along, um, I know that other people will also be blessed by it. So thank you. Thank you, Ed. I really appreciate that so much. Um, I am actually working with uh, one of my best friends and a 
a woman who's a mental health counselor as well as a holistic healer. Um, and we are offering a virtual, uh, well, a few series of virtual courses to help people address their limiting beliefs and break through them so that they can really live their best lives. Whether um, we're doing one that's specifically for entrepreneurs, because as you both know, I am a strategic marketing consultant. That's my the, my background and my history. Um, mm -hmm. In addition to being an advocate, which I still identify as an advocate, but it, there is a difference between identifying as your illness or as a diagnosis and yeah. recognizing that you were given this diagnosis, but that doesn't have to shape your entire life. You know, of course, changing your thought pattern on a diagnosis, if you're a wheelchair user, changing your thought pattern on whether or not you'll be a permanent wheelchair user or, um, you know, whether or not you can all you you'll feel better or you'll have better days isn't going to make the coffee cafe downstairs accessible to you. You know, <laughs> that's not that's that's not what that's not what this is going to do. Um, it won't automatically make the entire world accessible. Um, but what it can do is help you to see more opportunities and and more um give you a, a fresh perspective on your life and, and see how there are other maybe more holistic things out there that are worth your time and your investment in yourself and you're worthy of that investment and time that you put into yourself because for me i was you know working so hard and just hustling and you know, had a million clients and working all the time when I received this diagnosis eight years ago. And yeah. I never kept promises to myself. I always put myself last. Mm -hmm. uh, and interesting you said that um, this podcast, you know, with, you know, it's worth living as the main title, but having um, each topic focus on trying to get people to in a focus on trying to figure out a better way to approach things and things like that. You know, we, we've come up with so many different topics. Sometimes I'm not sure how we're helping people, why, uh, you know, uh, or how it helps people because sometimes they can hear, we can say it a certain way. They're, they, they, they hear it differently and it all vice versa. But either way, uh, I just have a simple question with your decision and your new approach to both the illness and the way you look at things and the way you've done better. I mean, I have to say you look fantastic. You look great, you know, from the time we saw you last time to now it's like nothing has changed, but you've glowed even better, even more now. You know, mm -hmm. obviously some changes have been have made have been made. And for those who can't see you, can you tell them what, what exactly pushed you or how did you come about to sort of glide through that change in order for you to make things you know better for yourself both mentally and physically that's a great question pete um for me it was i guess a pattern of really just blockages really just um struggles i guess we will say struggles and um health situations where I was 
truly struggling so much um, to try and even physically take care of myself um, because mm. I was with multiple sclerosis. It's a neurological um, disease. It's mostly invisible, but I was really struggling physically. And um, of course, you know, that may takes such a toll on your mental health. And I, once I was able to um, feel a little bit better physically, I recognized mentally that I had to make a change that I, I really had no choice. It was kind of the point of no return, I guess, the breaking point for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I also, um, I saw in others how doing this type of work and changing their mindset had helped them so much. Mm -hmm. um, and so that really inspired me and, and helped me to recognize that I really had nothing left to lose. <laughs> And I don't want everyone else to get to that point, that breaking point. Um, I would love for people to see their worth and um, their start addressing their limiting beliefs and start putting themselves first and making promises and committing to that those promises and not saying, oh, I promised myself I will take 10 minutes to journal today. And then it's midnight and you just put your kids to bed and you worked all day and you're exhausted. And so you just go to sleep. And of course I, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> but especially as women, we're very much socialized in this, in today's society to Definitely. be selfless, to take care of everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about self-care as something like getting a massage once a month or taking a bubble bath, but really it's about, making a promise to yourself, creating boundaries for yourself and with other people, um, whether that's in your business or in your personal life. Um, right. So yeah, for me, it was really, it really, I really had to get to that breaking point. Um, but I do, I do recommend not getting to that breaking point if you can. Because um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Uh, but I'm grateful for that. And for those lessons. Now I've now I'm able to see it. At the time, I wasn't, I wasn't able to see it then. But now, but now I can. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I always believe that we don't have to learn from, we don't have to have experience something in order for us to learn from it. That's why we buy books, we listen to stories. So we can hear somebody else's success story. We can hear how somebody else succeeded in something and say, you know what, I'm going to try that for myself. That way you don't have to hit rock bottom every time. Everybody doesn't have to hit rock bottom another to, to start moving up. You know, you can, if you get halfway there, you realize, okay, someone, or someone else already went through that. That way, okay, let me see if I can, if I don't have to get this far, let me see if I can work myself. That's why we tell stories. That's why, you know, people write books about this information. That way we can learn before it gets worse, right? So, so I'm glad to hear that. So now, moving, moving forward, now we know a lot of people tend to, um, you know, tend to feel like, okay, yeah, it's a little tough to, to you know, it's easier easier said than done. I mean, we, we've said that all the time because, you know, someone else may be stronger than we are. We don't know where to start and all that stuff. Any point, as you can tell, I mean, you started after you hit rock bottom, especially if these people are not trying to, they would like to not hit rock bottom. Is there anything that they can look for, any pointers they can have 
from uh, your experience that they can start from or you know start looking for you know in order for them to at least start thinking about things and, and trying to resolve things for themselves absolutely so my best advice is to really to start small and start making small promises to yourself and start keeping them so then your body your nervous system your subconscious mind starts to recognize that you are a safe space for yourself um, because yeah. a lot of times you know we at least I call it like the mean girl in my head that might say negative things to me or say, oh, you better do X, Y, Z first because that's more important. Um, then you can get to this for yourself. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's really starting small and recognizing when you hear those, hear maybe a negative thought in your head that's like, oh, I shouldn't apply for that job because I'm not good enough or oh, I'm too much or too loud, or it's not safe for me to feel angry about this. Um, anger is a great emotion. It's an emotion like every other emotion. It's just that we're told not to be angry women or not to get angry and crazy and, you know, all these things. Um, but just recognize these emotions and take the small steps just to think about why you feel that way and how that might have started. So did that start because, you know, you were told as a kid that it's not okay to cry um, and start start making a list of things that you are are safe safe to do. And I, that sounds silly. I know. Um, but saying like, I am safe to feel my emotions. I'm a safe space for myself. Um, and really starting to create boundaries that allow you to feel safe and, and be safe. And maybe just those are, maybe those are just a small habit every day, a small, um, you know, 10 minutes of journaling or, um, like a five, 10 minute walk outside, you know, I mean, it might be a little cold and, and, you know, everyone says go for a walk and you'll feel better. And it is kind of nonsense, but it does work. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is kind of nonsense, but it does help. Um, and really, it, even if it's just drinking an extra cup of water, like I've been notoriously bad for drinking enough water. Um, so just making the small promise to yourself to drink six glasses of water a day and then actually committing to it and doing it and not, not making... 25 small promises all at once, right? It's really mm -hmm. one small promise. Start with one small promise to yourself that today I will drink six glasses of water or today I will have five cups of vegetables or an extra cup of vegetable than usual. You know, today I will go to bed 20 minutes earlier than usual because I'm notoriously staying up too late and I'm not getting enough sleep. So it's those small habits that can help your nervous system and your subconscious to understand that, yes, you are safe. You are making promises to yourself and it's okay for you to maybe take a step back and um, think about the bigger, the bigger picture in your life and how the different things that you are experiencing, whether in your environment, for your mental or 
or physical health um, are really being impacted. And so it's, it's really just starting small. Um, that, that's my best advice. I think that's that's key. You know, I was saying I, I appreciate just the small steps. I think that's what um, many, if if everyone can do that, I think this would work for everyone rather than saying, you know what, in 2024, my promise is I'm going to walk 24 miles every day. That's not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, we sometimes want to do something grand, but even with the small steps that we take throughout the year, it can get to that place. But if we make small steps, like you said, if we're saying we're going to drink water, as you share with us, do a small amount. I didn't I if, if I didn't drink water before, I can't go from not drinking water to a whole gallon. Right. Them. So it's these little steps. And I think if we um, even write down some of our promises um, now with technology, we can have reminders of, um, you know, that we can put in our schedule. Uh, just to do some of the things that we would like to do that we think is important. And I think once we're able to um, visually, see, you know, we, we visualize it, we see it, um, um, we, we put into practice. And another thing too, we've shared in the past is if you can also partner with someone for, for some of our listeners who, who have a hard time doing it alone, um, find someone else that will also help you that you can say, Hey, I need to hold me accountable. This is what I would like to do. I need your support. Having a support system in place that can help you reach the promises that you have. And then, you know, in, in the in, in, in the end, um, as you continue on, you will not only look back in the beginning of the year in 2024, once we get close to the end, um, but we can look back and say, you know what, I'm grateful for X, Y, Z, or whether it's technology that you have as support, whether it's a person, but having something in place that's going to remind you, don't give up, keep pushing forward, you're doing good. And um, I think we will all, you know, um, truly have success or gain success from from this. So yeah. It's interesting we use the, we're using the, the water um, example at the risk of being repetitive. Uh, I have a little short story. This uh, young lady, probably maybe 16, 17, she works at the cafeteria at one of my assignments. And um, I was at the cafeteria trying to grab something to eat. And I had my little water bottle, like the half bottles. I have it with me. I always buy those because it's easier to drink. Uh, you know, I can just tip one, chuck it, and then get rid of it. If I take one, a big one, I can't chuck the whole thing all the way. I end up leaving it somewhere, and then I don't know where it is or end up picking mm -hmm. up somebody else's. So yeah, it, it's too it's too much. So uh, I carry those little ones. And every time I come in there, I, you know, we try to start a little conversation on myself. And she happened to say that she does not drink water. That she mm -hmm. does not drink water. She works in the cafeteria where they give free water. She she does not drink water. And I told oh, her, wow. it's from doing that. She's like, yeah, but it's just so much or this or it doesn't taste good so i told her about if you try something a small one like this she's like well where do you get this so i told her where to buy it and of course it took her forever to get it like i don't know it was a, we it was almost two three weeks later when she finally got a little case and she said you know it was so easy to drink water she just didn't realize because when she sees the bigger bottle she's like i cannot finish this so she doesn't start at all she they sell it at the at the cafeteria they give it at to get there for free, but it's too much pressure because they're giving it to free. And she's always working. She she always has an excuse. 
But having mm -hmm. tried the little bottle, she was able to start there. And now she was drinking water again. Well, she was drinking exactly. Water. Exactly. And, also, and that's such a great example of also of limiting beliefs that she's been holding on to about her abilities to drink water. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it really, all of our habits mm -hmm. tend to, uh, habits that generally, and ha some limiting beliefs are good. It's a limiting belief for me that, you know, it's, uh, it's not safe for me to touch a hot stove because I'll mm -hmm. get burned. That's a limiting yeah. belief. I want to keep holding on to that one because that one keeps me safe, right? Yes. So we can recognize that, that some of them keep us safe. And some people may want to hold on to limiting beliefs more than some others. And that that's also, okay, I'm not here to judge you. Um, you know, but it's a limiting belief that she can't drink water or it doesn't taste good or, you know, it's too much pressure or she would rather have soda or she doesn't want to spend the money on the little bottles or, or whatever it is. There are so many excuses and those all come from limiting beliefs behind her. Maybe it's because, you know, she didn't grow up drinking water. She was always drinking juice or sugary drinks, or mm -hmm. maybe um, her mom told her, you know, that she didn't drink water. She never saw it as an example. So she didn't grow up with it. it. And none of those things are inherently traumatic or bad. It's just a subconscious habit that gets ingrained in you. And when you recognize it, you can make the choice whether or not you want to keep accepting that or if you want to kind of rewrite that story and rewrite that into a limitless belief that I am capable of drinking water and enjoying it. Yeah. And, and honestly, some living belief, you, as long as you have a good reason for it, like, you know, like, you know, like getting burned and, and some level, anybody who's ever cooked has gotten burned a little bit. So, you know, yeah. it's not, so it's not to say, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can do it. No, you've gotten burned. So, you know, for a fact that this will hurt you. So that one, that belief you can basically definitely keep it. But a lot of people do use other things that are not necessarily harmful or traumatic. It's just based on what they've heard, what they're used to, or what they've never tried before. They just feel like, okay, yeah, they're probably never going to go beyond this point until somebody else brings it up or they hear how important it is for them and you know things like this. So it's always good to yeah. explore and see what else is out there before you say, okay, let me stop right here. You know? And then, you know, at least once you figure out what is there, okay, if you know you're on a wheelchair, it's not living a belief that you cannot just get up, but mm -hmm. we'll think about another way to get around the building because uh, you allow yourself to be clear and think clearly and then see, okay, what, what other ways do I have to get around the building instead of just um, sitting there and feel sorry for myself and just accept that, okay, I'm, you know, I cannot walk and then this is my life. No, it doesn't have to be. There are so many people who've done different ways, different things, even research and figure out, okay, maybe what it, what happened to you is not such a, you know, such a, a major handicap that you, you are able to, you know, uh, to do some research and figure out, okay, yeah, maybe if I try this surgery or that surgery or see a specialist that might be able to help in that area. There are a lot of different things out there and breakthroughs that are happening all over the place. It's just a matter of having the willingness to, you know, get to it. You know? Definitely. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you guys want to point out before we wrap up this beautiful episode? I love this. 
No, I just think again, um, I just thank Jen for just uh, her journey. And um, I think for me hearing um, everything that you shared with us, Jen, um, you, the promise to yourself is to continue um, moving forward, not giving up. Um, and you continue to show that. And even with the last, as you said, the past eight years uh, has definitely been, uh, there's been a change, but you haven't given up. You're still yourself and you continue to encourage other people. Not only have you been, um, um, have you found success for yourself along the journey, but you also are helping others. And I think that's one of the best gifts or promises that anyone can can make. Um, and so my encouragement to you in the new year, Jen, is to continue um, pushing forward. Um, I said this earlier, we definitely look forward to hearing um, from you um, and hearing your journey. And um, also, you know what, I, I forgot to mention, the gentleman that was on with you, I don't know, Pete, Jamie, that was on with you that also yeah. was diagnosed with um, um, with MS. Um, he's also, he's, he, he, I spoke to him um, the other day and he has also found success. He's in the, you know, Texas in the Dallas area. And he has also found success with the um, doctors that he has worked with. And so um, I will definitely let him know that I did speak with you also. Um, and, and, and share the success that you're having. But um, he's doing well. He's doing well. And, um, yeah, so I just commend you, Jen, and, and, and everyone else on this journey. Um, even when you're, you hear something, uh, don't give up. Um, don't own it, as Jen said. Um, you don't have to own it. Um, you can continue moving forward, and you can find success. So. Thank you. Yes. And that's so wonderful to hear. It really is um, so critical to recognize that you are the CEO of your health and yes. you are the one in charge of your own healthcare team. You are allowed to make your own decisions. You are allowed to change doctors. You are allowed to find different doctors. Um, it can be very difficult. The system isn't always built to help you, truthfully. Mm -hmm. um, but it is such a worthwhile investment in your time and energy to find a supportive healthcare team, um, mentally and physically, um, no matter what kind of health problems or health concerns that you have. Um, I think that that's something that, again, we often put last as like, oh, well, I'll find a new dentist when <laughs> I have a heart tooth or, or something like that. But you are, it is important to keep a promise to yourself that you want to be healthy and stay healthy and take good care of yourself. And yeah. um, those those small things make a big difference. And finding a supportive healthcare team is huge. And I'm so glad to hear that. And thank you both so much for all that you do to help share all of these tips and um, thoughts and provoking information with people and help them to see a new perspective and and give them hope because you know it's a great life yeah it is, it is. <clears throat> to be quite honest i mean we started this to of course to help but the feedback we've received from different people from different walk of life the amount of people we have listening on a weekly basis 
it has been more than the success that we can we could have imagined. And we are hoping that you know everyone do take these episodes in pieces and you know break them down, see how it fits in their life and you know move forward. And hopefully even if it is just a friend that you know it would be helpful to share it with them because it, it costs you nothing to just have them listen to something that that might make a positive difference in their lives. Now, on exactly. those words, as always, I want to remind everybody, I am remarkably made, you are remarkably made, we are remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living. <laughs>